0: Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg
1: into it. If it is good, and it is. Austin scores a 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Austin Enderout wants to
0: throw. Page looking to the cornerback, and it's a touchdown. Page finds Leno. Penix rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Oh, Fry, Fogel, again.
2: They may have won the battle, but we backdoor won this war. Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. My voice is, uh, I don't know what's going on, but either way, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Braggley. That's B R A G G L E Y. I'm here with my co-host Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally, Dubich. D U B I C H. What's up, Brando?
0: Closing time. One last call for alcohol. Ah, uh, yeah. One last, the last post game of the year. A lot to
2: talk about. One of my favorite posts. Ready games. to get into it? And that's what we'll we'll talk about here in a bit. And fresh from the live tweets and a meaningless victory, let's congratulate him on that. We're joined by producer Seth, who you can find and block on Twitter. It's at top five, setah five s e t a h five. How you doing, Seth? How you feeling?
1: On top of the world, baby. Yeah, yeah I bet you do.
2: Um, we're here to just kind of briefly talk a little bit about the loss on Saturday. Uh, the Indiana Hoosiers lost seven to 44, uh, to the Boilermakers. That's not the big part of this. That's why I said they may have won the battle, but we backdoor won the war because Brandon, what happened today, bud? Coach
0: Nick Sheridan got shown the door
2: by his boss's own money. I don't think I don't know if I've ever
0: heard that before. No, he took
2: a pay cut to make him go away. Like, I, I, you know that we don't do this that much, bro. He got paid. We can talk about him being fired and a bang and semi celebrated. He's going to be fine. He'll hop on as a quarterback coach somewhere. He'll make his way back through the ranks somewhere. He'll probably be Michigan's quarterback coach. And as Seth predicted, it'll be offensive coordinator and the best offensive coordinator in the land in five years. So um, <clears throat> that's what we're, that's what we're, uh, what we're so excited about. I can have season tickets now next year, which is great. Um, I don't know if anybody had heard that or if everybody listening had heard that part of the pod I had declared. If Nick Sheridan was still part of the coaching, um, I'm sorry, part of the coaching thing is fine. But if Nick Sheridan was still the offensive coordinator come 2022 season, I was not re-upping season tickets. And Tom Allen must have heard it and made it official as quick as possible. So, Um, yeah. Did you listen to any of the press conference post game? Any of that stuff?
0: Oh man. No, Uh, I I jumped right over to the basketball game and
2: I drink real heavily. Um, (laughs) that wasn't a whole lot better, but at least they won. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Sorry. I'm going to try to force my way through this and try not to sound absolutely horrible. So I think
0: I've had, I've had to have 50 cough drops today. Like my voice. I don't sound as bad as you,
2: Yeah. but yeah. yeah, I feel fine. Just uh, the voice is a little weird for some reason. Mm-hmm. Same okay. Um, what went right, Brandon, for us on the, Saturday? The usual suspects, right?
0: Like Hendy, Micah, Cam, um, everyone who's kind of done it through this eight-game losing streak showed up, right? Uh, not enough people, obviously, lost by 37. But everyone that, you know, we've been keeping our eyes on and... Everyone who had to put on a show as as in the last potentially last career highlights, I think, did so. I think everyone um, who we thought would did.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, I I mean, I can't not agree with you there, I guess. Um, I mean, the first quarter went right. The First quarter was fun.
0: It was the, it was the, really, the first half was OK. The first I half was had. OK. So, this isn't even a Brando's Randos. When's the last time you had that much fun in a in a quarter? Oh,
2: ask ask Seth. He was there with me watching the game. I was jumping up and down just off of every completion, just turning around screaming at him. We like, have it, a quarterback. it wasn't the it wasn't we at all quarterback.
0: The, It wasn't at all in the Maryland game. It no. wasn't at all in the Ohio State game. The indie the Michigan State game was just frustrating. Like mm-hmm. maybe the first half of Cincinnati. Is that the last time? Like I think for yep. me, that's the last time I had fun um so that that first quarter was a blast man
2: yeah so i asked seth this yesterday was that yesterday that we just played him yeah so saturday i asked him if chucky makes that field goal before halftime are we going in the second half you feel comfortable no 17 10 don't you feel good about that
1: and getting the ball and getting the the ball
2: i felt good if he would have made that and i turned seth was like yeah i would have been a little bit nervous for a
1: minute but Nothing crazy. Um, Yeah, but that didn't happen. So what's up? Sheridan can script an opening drive. That's the one thing that he's consistently been able to do. And I think that's part of the compounding frustration. But I said it today. I said it today.
2: It's amazing what happens when you can script plays and they go perfectly. And then you realize as the game goes on. Yeah, we probably shouldn't ever run any of those plays ever again. We should just run everything else it's crazy they talked about it today um i think it was during the colts bucks game one of the commentators maybe it was greg olson said a lot of times coaches will have a play that goes well and they'll cross it off their play sheet and be like well that worked we can't use it again it's like no you continue to use it continue to use it and just pound it until they can figure out how to stop it and what was working the entire first half slants basically just letting DEP run the, run the football. The dude only had eight carries. He averaged six yards a carry. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Um, it was nice to see Macaulay used um, the way that we thought he may have been used all season just as a, as a, a trick quarterback, I guess, kind of. So and can, um, can
0: I give, can I give my Colin coward comparison here? No one. If you don't listen to Colin Coward, he basically makes like analogies that make no sense. But here, here's one that I thought of. Nick Sheridan, kind of a guy who can't get a, can't get a girlfriend, right? He's on all the dating apps. He gets gets on a lot of dates. Part first part part of the date goes great.
2: You trying to sound like him? You trying to sound like him too?
0: The questions lined up. He has all the questions lined up. The first thirty minutes are great. But then afterwards, it's a disaster, and it never gets you a second
2: date. When she starts asking the questions, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: as, yep, exactly. As soon as he has to start thinking on his feet and adjusting, it's over. The game's over. He, hasn't, he doesn't have a chance. Nick Sheridan, guy can't get a second date. And that's why
2: <laughs> we don't need him around anymore. Yeah. It's hard. Oh, man what a relief. Like I don't even really care about to talk about the game that much. It's just so nice. It's going to be so nice next year. Um. Okay. Anything else? went well, right. Not really. What went wrong for you? Was there a specific thing? Uh, so I, I have another
0: you? thing, you know, I don't, I don't know if this means anything, but our third down offense and defense in the, in the last third part of the year was good. Um. You know, I don't, again, I don't know if that means anything, but, or I don't think that's anything to build off of, but,
2: You know, we were able to move the chains. So I I thought that was good. Yeah, that was good. I mean, it was, it was, we were putting ourselves in the right positions um, at the beginning of the game. And pretty much, I mean, whenever we had a chance on third down, it was a reasonable third down yardage um, and not putting ourselves into terrible spots, which we were earlier in the season. Um, Yeah. So moving on to what went wrong. Man, I thought that we would be able to at least control what they were allowed to do, and uh, that did not happen. Um, it,
0: again, you know, I, I didn't follow Indiana high school football this past weekend, but I mean, it seemed like you know one of those classic schools from northern or southern Indiana go and play in Indianapolis school, and you know, you you just it it stays you know, tight in the first quarter, second quarter, but then eventually they just do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's sort of, you know, 44. So I bet there was some game this past weekend at Lucas Oil where, you know, the game was close at halftime and then it ended up being 44-7 simply because, you know,
2: dudes. Simply because dudes. I
0: mean, this, I would... Again, you, you know what I'm saying there, right? Like yeah. we just don't have the guys – to be able to stop what the other team wants to do.
2: Yeah.
0: Don't know. It's the personnel.
2: Yeah. And issue. now, now O'Connell didn't have yardage wise, wasn't his best game, not by far. It wasn't his didn't best game to of the to season, realize. but he was, again, he was himself 26 to 31, uh, 278, four touchdowns, no picks. So, um, again, I don't, I mean, what did you think about the interference call? I thought it was definitely interference on the yeah, pick six, no. right? Yeah, it was. Okay. Believe it or not, Twitter does not believe it was past interference for some reason. But um, what went wrong for you, Brandon? I mean,
0: it, again, outside of the usual suspects in third down, I mean, just about everything. I mean, the, the trenches were awful. Um, it, it it doesn't end there, but it certainly starts there. Uh, just the, the lack of being able to. Make a big play, I guess. I mean, there was no explosion, again, on either side of the ball. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, a lot lot went wrong, and it was nothing different in all the other games. I mean, just incapable of making a game-changing play in all three phases. I mean, I, I can't remember... Maybe Carr's long touchdown was the last explosive play that mattered. Carr was that? Is that in the Maryland game? Um, you just need explosive plays, and it just it didn't for whatever reason just
1: didn't happen all and year. To piggyback off that, getting killed by tight ends. That's I mean, Paul Pfeifferi was I think he was a quarterback to start the year. Uh, he's the, he was thinking he's the fourth tight end and he comes up with a 24 yard touchdown. Tight ends have killed you guys in coverage all year. Uh, and it reared its ugly head again yesterday. Yeah, no doubt.
2: No, it was, no, it, it no wasn't, it wasn't
1: even the one that was supposed to rear its head either. Did he play? Yeah, he played pain. Derm had zero catches, zero yards. Yeah, I don't I even have, have him it. down for a target, but yeah, I think I, I swear he was. I,
2: I didn't see him. They talked about him, I thought, but I didn't see him any nothing. So, uh, yeah, your four star fourth string quarterback scored on us. So that's nice. Um, OK, let's see here.
0: The real question, though, is if it was Grimel versus Pufferi and they both had to play quarterback, which team would have won? It's an early Brando's Randos. Would the game have been close if your fourth-string quarterback had to play our fifth-string
2: quarterback. Have you seen is how that big that dude team? is? Have you seen how big he is? He would just run, just quarterback draw the entire time. That dude got big. Yeah, he's huge. All right, Um, final of the season. Stock up,
0: Brandon. I said it last week. And this isn't just me being lazy and, and, and not, not changing the outline, but A.J. Barner looks good, man. Yeah. I, I, A.J. Barner looks like something that, that can fill a void that we're definitely going to have there in, in the tight end room. Uh, I, I, I liked what I saw there. I also liked what I – and I know there's kind of a mass exodus out of the running back room, but, I mean, if, if McCullough can get some of these walk-ons to do this, can you imagine, you know, when he gets his talent in that room? Um, I, I, so I was, I was at least stock. I'm not going to say, you know, stock up for for Spiegel or 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 Depp or or any of those guys because I mean, hopefully they never play relevant snaps ever again. But I think it was at least at least encouraging to see those guys be able to produce results because if we go back and remember. Depp and Childers were playing in the Iowa game. So, those McCullough did think that those guys were our best to start the season.
2: Yeah. I don't, I thought David Hallwell looked pretty good yesterday. I know his stats aren't going to show it, but I thought he looked explosive, um, whether the hole was there or not. But um, yeah, DEP, it was my stock up. I thought he was, he looked really good yesterday. Um,
0: we got to talk about it, right? All-time douchebag move, though.
2: What's that? And kick the Purdue guy. Oh, the, the kick. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't good. I forgot about it's that. The
0: frustration, right? I mean, I'm never going to excuse that. It's horrible. Um, But, I mean, can you imagine the frustration in that entire offensive room? Oh, I'm sure. Like,
1: yeah.
2: Yep, you can't do that. Um, Yeah, so that's it for me on stock up on all. I mean, Grant Grimmel was okay, but at nothing again. I mean, 18 to 30. An interception, he averaged, Negative forty-eight rush yards. Yeah, well, running for his is, life. Yes, that's uh, not his problem. <laughs> um, so, um, stock down. Or, I'm sorry, stock up on on defense. <laughs> gonna make me answer that one. Yeah. Um,
0: outside of kind of the 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 obvious, um, I think I'm gonna go with you know. Ryder, again, it's the same people, right? Like Ryder Anderson, I thought, um, had a good game. He set the edge pretty well on his side of the line of scrimmage. I-, I thought he did well. Um, you know, I mean, dare I say Marcelino Ball, like, for some reason, you know, actually in the past six quarters showed up. Remember when we had him as an all Big Ten player? Big yeah. Yikes. Um, <laughs> So I mean, McCrary Ball only because he was so his stock was so low. Um, you'll actually not lose money on that now. Yeah. Um, there you go. Yeah. What about you? Who do you who do you think?
2: Taiwan moment. Uh, okay. Man, <laughs> do you miss him? Huh? You don't really think about having to miss a, a stud corner. Um, you think you know? Well, we've got Reese Taylor who. By all means he played pretty well. Um, but you have Reese Taylor. You think you got you know good backup in big play J. Um, I did did uh Noah Pierre even play or register a stat yesterday, I don't think. So man, his stock can't be any higher. I thought he was gonna play. Every all the signs pointed towards him playing. He was in full warm-up gear. Everyone said he was ready to go. No snaps. So which means he's coming back next year. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I think I think that all signs point to. Well, you he, want to play with your brother, there. right? I mean, he's not going to the NFL. I mean, unless you're going on pure, they don't really draft that much on pure talent. It's not the NBA. Like this oh, he, the he, NBA, he would go undrafted. Maybe would go. He, he would go yeah. undrafted. Yeah. OK, here comes the fun part of the pod. Um, last one of the season. Don't hold anything back. Stock down on offense. What do you got?
0: If, if I had a wish list on positions that we need to go out and, and grab, it's offensive line. Like, I want to see 60 to 80% new starters on the offensive line. I, I, hate to, I hate to say that to the kids in the current one, but it was apparent. It didn't matter the quarterback. It didn't matter if it was Penix or Tuttle. Or McCully or Grimel, the offensive line, you know, really ruined any chance we had to be successful. And I honestly can say probably took one or two wins off the board this year. Yeah, we we we, we win multiple games more than we did if we get just adequate offensive line. So yeah, I mean, and so I'm saying everyone like I, I'm I'm having a hard time picking the one or two guys I want back.
2: I liked Bedford Saturday. I liked the way he looked on Saturday. Um, Caleb Jones, again, love him. I think I think he had all the potential in the world, but I don't know what's happened between his freshman year and now, but um, and everybody's getting around him off the edge. Um, and then I, I couldn't even tell you another starter, Dylan Powell. I guess he's gone anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, Bedford, let's just keep Bedford. Bedford, there you go um my stock down on offense man you know I don't like to do this to him was it me or did Ty Fry just look totally uninterested
0: oh absolutely yeah no I mean this guy is not I mean again we I just made the prediction that I think Taiwan comes back Ty Fry's gone I mean he and I don't think it's to the NFL I think maybe he transfers down to Mississippi State or Ole Miss or 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 somewhere down there uh but he's he had no interest he could tell he was just frustrated with everything and he had one foot out the door which is super disappointing Mm -hmm. in in him and in in grant Hurd. i I, again i we might get into this more because i do think more dominoes fall uh the the great site peagues also seems to think that there aren't more moves going to come you got to think uh, when we hire our new offensive coordinator, he yeah. is going to let a lot of those other guys go because he's going to bring in his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so Grant Hurd, man, he he built up a reputation of really bringing in a style of guy and, and being successful with it. But, as, you know, if we're talking about rooms that were disappointing, and I'm sure we'll get into this more in, in postseason pods, but I think the wide receiver room might be the second most disappointing room Um yeah, you know, offensive line one, wide receivers two.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um Oh man. Yeah, that was tough to watch. What about on defense? Stock down for you on defense.
0: <sighs> the interior again. Um I hate to pick on I me. Mean, we we've, we've just done this. I feel like I feel like I'm living in groundhog day when I do these post-game pods hmm. cuz I'm just regurgitating myself over and over again. And man, the the holes that they were running through were just bananas. Like Micah's getting double blocked at the second level. Like, how is like there was multiple times Micah had to split a center and a guard at the second level? How is that happening? Like it doesn't make any sense. Um, to the interior defensive line is the the trenches lost this season and and maybe i'm maybe i'm i'm not putting enough blame on quarterback play but the the trenches didn't give iu a shot in this game or the entire season
2: um for me on defense it's uh jaylen williams um now i know he had a, a pick six called back due to a Uh, a pass interference, which was really weird. It was almost like we were trying to run a a rub route on defense. Yeah, like a pick play. And all I was screaming, again, Seth was there. If they don't interfere at all, Jalen Williams still probably makes the interception and is gone. Yeah. Outside of that play, he was He had a bad pass interference in the back of the end zone, if I remember correctly. And then
0: I thought the ball was uncatchable.
2: Well, we can talk about that. It didn't matter. It doesn't but... no. But um, I those were some big, some big momentum turning plays. I mean, those were it, you you get that pick six, you're winning. You're you're up 14-7 on yep. the road, all the momentum. You've got a quarterback who's incredibly accurate, shook at that point, but then immediately it gets turned around. They score a touchdown the very next play, I believe. And it's pretty much all she wrote at that point. Thankfully, it was closer um, right there, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Big Play J, stock down. Seth, do you have something to
1: add? Yeah. I just wanted to heart back on uh, Brandon when he's talking about the O line. Rarely do we have O line stats provide. Uh, they gave up four sacks, 10 tackles for a loss, and uh, two of the pass deflected were by defensive linemen at the line of scrimmage. So hard to be uh, successful when that's, I want to give a little bit of credit 16, 16 to, yeah. negative plays. Sorry. Yeah, no,
2: you're good. Um, you got to give a little bit of credit to Purdue. I mean, they're one edge guy is really good. And then the other edge guy is going to get off because of the other edge guy being double team pretty much the entire time, but they're not, that. they're not the best defensive line we've played. And I bet you, those are some of the worst stats of the, of the season. So, um, it's uh, time to get a word from our sponsor, if I can make it through without dying. Um, <clears throat> a super quick word from our sponsor, Monon Track Club. MTC, MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. I have no excuse for that. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop sick gears from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10 at checkout, and that'll get you 10% off. It's LEO10, LEO10. Now, back to the show. Super quick. Revisit predictions. Uh, I said we were going to win 3734. The other guy said lost 4220, 20 lost 3414. So the winner is Brandon. Congratulations, Brandon, two weeks in a row. Well, done. that's
0: pretty close. 42-7 at 44-7.
2: So. And you had uh, 42-20. Yeah. You thought we were going to score 20 points. Silly, so, Brandon. Um. Okay. All right. It's time, guys. The Well, it's not the last one, but the last one of the season. Brando's Randos. Let's go.
0: So Grimel's performance... Wasn't exactly Coverdale, but where 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 does Grimmel fall on to do another Colin Cowher? Where does he fall in your Noblesville Mount Rushmore?
2: He's looking up. He's on the ground looking up. Yeah. Um, our Mount Rushmore is more of a a pyramid style as opposed to just in don't say scheme. Don't no. say skiing. Tom Coverdale is on the very top. And then maybe you've got Brandon Knight somewhere in there. Uh, David Badiah. That's about it. So, yeah, he's uh, he's he's down there on the ground. He's looking up. He's a tourist checking it out.
0: Next next question here. Uh, got to stay on Grimmel. Uh, do we ever see him take another snap for IU, Or is this the last we ever see of Mr. A good question. Gremel?
2: I'm going to say, yes, one more game, and it's against Idaho next year. Do we play? I know. Do we play Idaho next year? September 11th. Again? Yep. Didn't
1: we play him September
2: 11th this year? Oh, 10th. Sorry, 10th. Okay. The wedding I'm going to is the 11th. Well, there you go never forget that wedding
0: all right um uh, enough on on grant grimmel and the the great city of noblesville uh let's move to something that we want to talk about and that is the next hire it's it's what everyone wants to talk about um what's the timeline do you think for this michael uh i read again matt weaver great um, Great contributor over at Peagues. He said sooner rather than later. Yeah. And he almost never says anything like he's pretty quiet unless he knows. So I'm thinking it's got to be within a week.
2: It's it's going to be at the end of the regular season and conference championship games. So next Sunday. So next, maybe next Sunday or next Monday. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's what I think. I think and Seth, as I've looked at Seth notes, he might have a question about this in his, so I don't want to go too in depth on it, but.
0: Prediction time. Um, who is also shown the door?
2: Oh, okay. Mm. O-line coach. Hiller, gone. Mm-hmm. I, they might all be gone. McCullough won't be gone. McCullough is not going to be gone, obviously. No, no, no. I mean, what no, has he done? What has he done? There's a
0: pretty good recruit well, coming next year. There's two, that...
2: two good ones. He's still got the, the best ever in IU history. And he has like a six-year-old, too,
0: that we need in 12 years.
2: No, he can stay forever. Um, do you think he goes the, the wider seat? Why am I blanking? Our, Grant Hurs, Hurs, coach, yeah, Hurs. Hurs. he's gone. He's gone. Man, oh, man.
0: So the question is, and again, I've obviously been all over on Twitter about this all day. Grant Hurds the lead recruiter for Omar Cooper, and so oh, is Nick I Sheridan.
2: Oh, does
0: no. Does Omar Cooper make Tom Allen think Grant Hurd stays? Because Omar Cooper, I don't want to compare him to David Bell, but like it's there. Like you, you can't, it is you there.
2: know. But is is Omar coming to play with with Donovan? So. Yeah. If if so, I mean, that those are things you got to talk to him about. Hey, listen, we're thinking about making moves. If we made any moves, what moves would they be that you would consider maybe leaving? And you got to find that stuff out. So he knows what he's doing. He'll figure it out. I another, honestly I don't think we lose anybody of note an,
0: from the call. Another popular, very popular name on the chopping block and someone who Tom Allen has indirectly called out is the strength and conditioning coach. Um, Tom Allen talked about injuries at length, Mm -hmm. at length. I think he's gone. I think so too. You know, he has an impressive resume. You know, he, he worked, he worked in Cincinnati, worked, you know, with a lot of NFL pros, but it was apparent that, you know, not too, our guys were constantly smaller. Mm hmm. You know, I mean the injuries, the injuries, the injuries are part of it. that's part of it. Definitely are part of it. Uh, so I think is a mass exodus. I, I do think Tom Allen, uh everyone but McCullough, of note, right? Like there's probably gonna be some, you know, other guys that we don't talk about much that stay. But I, I think there is I think there is a cleaning house, a changing of guard. And that's what again. I know. I know. Sheridan was your. uh, I'm gonna renew my season tickets, but Hiller, Wellman, Hurd, like I'm. I need all of it. I'm gonna get greedy, and I need all
2: of it. Strength and conditioning coaches. We've gone through a few of them here in in, in the last little bit. Doctor Ray was the one I loved. Yeah, Um, he's at Bama now. He's at Bama now. Yeah, those guys look big. Well, I mean. Look at how he single handedly almost improved the team, coaching or not. Um, McCullough's not going anywhere, by the way, at all. He's the assistant associate head coach, so he's not gonna go anywhere. Um, okay. Yeah, I I, I do think it'll be similar to like um like a new GM coming in, similar. I mean similar in this in this aspect of. In the NFL or something that comes in and clears house. He wants all of his guys. Same thing with the offensive coordinator that's going to come in. If he's if it's going to be a big name, which we think it is, um, big name in perspective of like, we're not gonna go get Kevin Wilson back from Ohio State or something, but you know, um it's something like that, you know what I mean? So it'll be somebody that'll come in, bring their guys with them, I'm assuming. And then uh, maybe bring some more recruits with them, too. So we'll see. Don't tweet at recruits, by the way. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Next next one here is staying on the coaching, but let's flip on the other side of the ball. Flip. Do you, do you think we see any changes on the defensive side? Defensive line coach? Yeah. Secondary coach?
2: Can't get rid of Charlton Warren. I don't know, man. Maybe a defensive line coach. Um, I don't think the secondary how, I, coach is necessarily like a fair thing to call out this season. No, I think it is, man. I, I really, really think it is how, how, you know, this, you know, Tom Allen stresses takeaways. They weren't there. You didn't have, you didn't have Reese Taylor and Taiwan Mullen for the majority of your season. And then your, your safety play was banged up the entire time. No monster yesterday. A little bit of Josh Sanguinetti for the first time in a handful of games. I, I will be
0: disappointed if we bring back our entire defensive coaching staff.
2: I think I know. I think you'll see some some minor casualties. Defensive line, maybe. Um, that's it though. I don't think it'll be anything crazy. Gotcha.
1: That's it. Cool. That's it. You know right. I, mean? I, mean, I think
0: I think I think Seth Sack is, is pretty full. So I don't want to take up the entire. The oh boys,
1: it, it's bursting. Oh jeez. Okay. Get at Seth it. Seth after dark. <laughs> All right. I'm guessing IU is more likely uh, to be going with a rising name, current OC from a group of five school, think Max, Sunbelt, Conference USA, more likely than a Power Five retread or lateral mover. Okay. I think we're going to, I think we also need to consider CTA's loyalty. He likes people he knows, has worked with, or against before. Okay. It's no secret that we've talked about Zach Kitley from Western Kentucky, who I feel obligated to tell you is 30 years old. Nice. He's just ter- terrifying. Um, Zappy. look at Sean McBay. Right. Yeah. Zappy was number one in passing yards, passing TDs, and seventh in passing efficiency. And they were... So he- Sorry, go ahead. He has to be an attractive candidate. So are there any other group of five OCs or if you just want to talk about Kitley, uh, that you're looking at or at least what type of attributes are you looking for? Maybe, you know, where are they coming from? What type of offense they run? Uh, what kind of region they are specialized in?
2: Real quick to answer that last question, what type of offense they run? I would prefer one that scores a lot of points. So that's the, that's, I don't care any of that other stuff. Really, really Um, reaching on that one. Yeah, right. Or any points would be nice. Um, Western Kentucky, Kitley second in the country in total offense behind Ohio State. They averaged 524 yards per game. And they were second in the country in scoring offense behind Ohio State at 43.2 points per game. IU did not hit forty. No, they hit forty one time against a team that does not play
1: bowl football. Here is the other thing to consider with Kitley: is what quarterback do you have who can run that system? Are you bringing in Hoover day one and hoping he takes over, or is there? Because that's the other thing: is the fit. Can Tuttle not
2: run that? I mean, Tuttle could. Could Penix run it if he stays? I think they could too. I think either one of them could. Um I, I would I would interject.
0: A group of five entertains me. I don't want to retread. I don't want I don't want I don't want to mic the board, right? Like that's 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 not what I want. Uh what about a fire dead it, coach? It better it better be if it's if it's a if it's a group of five, I want two two very specific things. I want it to be Charlton Warren-esque on the recruiting front. Okay. I want this guy to be able to bring dudes, be able to have an impact on the recruiting trail, have a personality. Like, Recruiting is, is going to be so vital in this hire, and it needs to be a scheme that can work year to year. That's why I don't like the guy from Western Kentucky, because that seems too niche, right? Like it needs to be able, like you, you, you hit it on the head, Michael. We kind of have three different kinds of quarterbacks. If you go from Tuttle to McCulley to Hoover, those are three different quarterbacks and all that we think are going to be our quarterbacks in the next four to six years. Right? So it needs to be scheme flexible to where, He has a scheme, but he can still kind of cater it to his personnel, I guess. You know, I don't want a Western Kentucky where you need to have this kind of quarterback. You need to pull out these kind of guys, because I think that's too difficult to repeat at the level I use that in the Big Ten East. Personally, here's
2: a concern with that Western Kentucky. When you thought about their wide receivers, they were small, right? Quick. DJ Matthews type players. We have one of those. Two of them I guess David David Ellis. Right. Keep so if you hire a David guy
0: Ellis. like that, you're kind of punting on the next year, yeah. which I don't think we can do. No. Right? I so like know. I want a known recruiter and I want a flexible scheme. Um that's that's who I'm looking at. Again, Group of 5 doesn't excite me, but it, I guess it is better than a than a than a
2: Power 5 retread. What Let do you th- think? Oh. I'm sorry. I was going to offer up a, a team, a different one. Okay. am just kind of going through some of these stats and looking at who they played and kind of average score against some of the bigger teams. How do you, what would you feel about a little offense from the Mac shit?
0: You, you want to talk points? There's points. I, I honestly don't know enough about the Mac. Um, I, don't, I don't think I watched a single Mac game. What about here. a team
2: that probably should have, Beat Notre Dame in oh, Notre Toledo. Dame. Yeah. Let me just, let me go. I don't okay. know why I'm just, so they, thinking, about it. just thinking about it. They, they, they they've good. scored 49, 35, 49, 49. Th- they averaged 34.2 points per game. It's 25th in the
1: country. And look, where he, look where he was before.
2: And he was, the, his, I don't know. Let me look it up. And then total yardage, or somebody else look it up real quick. Um, they were 40th in the country with 434 yards per game. Just to put this in perspective for you guys, well, I know you guys already know, but everybody listening, I can flip all the way to the last page because I know that's where I use that. Indiana was 124th in total yards at 290 and 23rd with total points per game at 17. Anything. I don't care if it's if it's the dude from Western Kentucky for even if it's for a year, even if we're a stepping a stepping stone team for him. Dude, I'd go back to Kevin Wilson there, if we could score so 38 points a game.
0: Their their quarterback had almost had 211 passing attempts and 100 rushing attempts. Very their quarterback is very Donovan
2: McCullough. Yeah, but smaller, I believe, right? Maybe six, 207.
0: Six, two, two, but but what I'm saying is, I if McCully's the guy next year, and I don't know if he's going to be, that seems to be a player that they've, they've had success with. Yeah. They're run their running backs, their leading running back, 6.7 yards, a carry, 15 touchdowns. their are they're long runs. 67 yards, 70, 46. What did I just got done complaining that we didn't have explosive plays?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seth, what were you going to add before yeah. <clears throat> I started so going through Toledo stats?
1: He spent 16 years as the high school uh, head coach at Tampa
2: Plant. 16 and plant. And that's where Thomas Allen's from, right? Yeah.
0: And, and you and, got to assume if you're, if you're and, there. If you're there right. long enough, you're going to yeah. have recruiting ties, oh, look right? At the, like, look at
1: the Toledo roster. A lot of skill position players from Tampa, Florida, hmm. Saint Petersburg, Florida. There's Saint your recruiting, Petersburg, Florida, Saint Petersburg, Florida, Miami, Florida.
2: I think you're recruiting a little bit of a bigger fish from Toledo to IU, but still, I mean, he's got ties with high schools there. Obviously, same thing as. Um, Quarterbacks from CTA. Michigan, running
0: backs from Ohio.
2: So he obviously can recruit Midwest as
0: well.
1: It's a good look. What's his name? Robert Weiner. Gotcha. Weiner. 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 Yep. Weiner. Sorry. Hmm. Now he's not coming. We embarrassed <laughs> him producer Seth with the curse. All right. I think we're ready to move on. I had one more, uh, doing year end performance reviews. So this got me thinking you're the AD and you're giving CJ's performance review. I need a strength, an area for improvement and an expectation for off season focus.
2: Oh my goodness. Um, I think that, I think that, um, Scott Dolson, is that correct? Brandon? Yes. Okay. I think Scott Dolson will look at this year and be like, you know what needs to be done um, and give him the leeway of, of having, and they said it during the Purdue game. I don't know if you guys can help me on this or not. Was it 18 players or something like that? Scholarship players injured, um, which was by far. That's I the numbers even,
0: CTA gave out during the press presser earlier the last week. Yeah. So the, the, the announcer just, you
2: know, stole that line from, from the presser, but yeah, 18. That's what I'm saying. That is insane. Um, so he's going to take that into, so a strength, um, I I mean, I don't know what's, I don't know what the strength is from this year. I I guess, um, I don't, it's hard to say the defense was a strength. I mean, they were put in such bad positions a lot of the time, um well, yeah, so I,
0: I'm also doing end of year reviews um, yeah. and oftentimes in business, this word gets thrown around incorrectly, but I'm going to use it anyway. Um, he, I think he shawled good cultural integrity, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like he, he never veered off his path. Now, it did weigh thin on me at times, and I'm sure it weighed thin on you guys.
2: It weighed no, he, not on me, of course not. Uh,
0: n- Not on you, but I mean, he he never left what he preached, right? Like he didn't, uh, w- which I think again, he couldn't have been happy, right? Because Sheridan's throwing players under the bus, which isn't LEO culture whatsoever. Oh. Um, he never did that. So he, he kept his, he kept his, his, his cultural integrity. Weakness, management, right? Accountability, employee accountability. When, when, when you're, when you're, te- when you're a CEO of a company, right? And you let your marketing manager, your operations manager, your purchasing manager make mistakes repeatedly. That's that's not holding your employees to a level of accountability. So I think he, and I think you just developed that over time as a coach. I think that's something that you learn with experience, right? So I, I think he needs to learn departmental accountability. I think that's that's important. Um, and then one thing he needs to build upon um, that that I think is that's a tough one because I don't know how much there was to build upon on this last year, but he needs to keep recruiting at this level. He can't let this season fall off the map in recruiting in 2022, 2023. He has to, He he needs to build on his, recruiting momentum and not let this year sink him. Seth, how did I do? Can you tell him in the middle of review season baby? It was
1: great. The only thing you were missing was the stamp, the sandwich style compliment uh, needs improvement, compliment style. But yeah, everything else you hit, not too many buzzwords. You felt natural, conversational corporate. Yeah, brand pretty good. The worst. Yeah.
2: It was really hard to listen to, but you nailed it. It was well done. Um. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think recruiting is the one thing that he's, he needs to build upon and and continue the momentum there. Um, Yeah. I don't have anything else to add. That was, that was perfect. Cool. That's it. He is empty to sack and uh, we have finished the podcast. Um, I don't have anything else to add. Brandon, do you have anything else you want to say here at the end? Guys, you guys,
0: if, if you stayed with us long enough, we're going to continue content. I know a lot of a lot of other podcasts. I'm not going to call them out by name. They're okay, done with do football, okay. right? They're 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 done with football. We're not. We're going to continue to churn out content. Um, whether that's a new hire, whether that's early signing day, whether that is college football playoffs or, or rest of the Big Ten and bowling, there's certainly going to be enough to talk about. So stay with us. Um, you know, we we got if we if you stayed with us through this last eight weeks stay with us now because now the hope begins again, right? Like, you know, like a roller coaster, we're about as, as low as we can get, not quite rock bottom. Now we're going to start trickling back up. Um So that that's, that's kind of my final statement was stick with us, stick with the program. Um You made it through the tough part.
2: Yeah, guys, we don't, we don't enjoy this. Like, <laughs> like today was enjoyable. We don't, we don't enjoy, talking to you guys after losses, like our listens don't go up after losses. Our listens go up after wins or while the team's doing well. Um, so that's what we want. Like we don't enjoy talking about, you know, bad stuff about coaches and everything else, but um, yeah. So starting next week, we will, we will start kind of our off season program. We'll go back down to one mm-hmm. um, pod per week. As Seth is celebrating in the background because he does so much work for this pod, you guys have no idea. Um, and uh, I'll tell you here in just a second. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at Podcast LEO. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of days where we preview conference championship games because we're not in one, so we might as well talk about what everybody else is doing. So, until then, Leo, guys.
0: Leo, Leo. He said it. Leo, awesome day, Leo.